Welcome to Story Comic Presents, where we interview amazing storytellers and artists. This is episode 78. I am your host, Barney Smith of StoryComic.com, and we're happy to have back with us the nationally acclaimed cartoonist oh. and illustrator, <laughs> Daphne Lee. <laughs> I don't She's know her, about nationally, but nationally I think the internet does that. <laughs> <laughs> or last time with this, you said uh, you know flattery will get you everywhere. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, flattery gets you everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so you're here to talk with us about your latest Kickstarter yeah, uh, project, yeah. Ego Raven Two. So yes, issue two. Yeah. Yeah. It's like were, yeah. You were here on back in January at mm-hmm. episode fifty two, and now we're episode seventy eight, and you have uh, now. And you were we were we were talking about Ego Raven issue number one. Fast forward yeah. four months later, you got issue number two coming out. Right? Yeah, it's 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 kind of trippy so far as to how uh, you know, and and for the audience, just, you know, that I have a parrot over here who's being a pest, so you know, please ignore him. <laughs> so um, yeah, I mean, it it's been it's been kind of trippy um, doing this campaign. I mean, even though I'm only on issue two. Um, it's, it's been, it's been a weird thing because it's, I'm having such a different experience than when I do my tall tales, um, campaigns or when I help, uh, uh JD Calderon with his Oswald campaigns. Mm-hmm. Um, it's such a different experience and I don't know whether it's because like, this is completely my own book. So it's like, it's all on my shoulders as opposed to like with tall tales where I'm kind of sharing the load right. some, you know, somewhat, um, so yeah, so a lot of uh, so, so yeah, so so when last we spoke, um, the 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 biggest thing with with issue one was um, it broke all my backer records, which surprised me. Mm-hmm. Um, we I, I made one hundred and thirty three had one hundred thirty three backers on that wow. campaign, and that that's something um, I was certainly not expecting, and. Um, you know, and this one, and on the second one, um, what was really trippy was that, yeah, I funded in three hours when the first campaign took pretty much, it took 24 hours just to make goal. And then it took the entirety of the 30 days just to just to barely make what what I have now with 19 days to go. Wow. Um, so something so so something happened between our first issue and the second issue. <laughs> so so yeah so um yeah it, it's just been pretty weird um trying to figure out you know we were just talking about you know trying to to decipher the youtube algorithm and it's kind of like trying to decipher the the the, the kickstarter algorithm as to like okay um what's going on here that i can try to repeat on the third on my third campaign which is scheduled for september right so yeah, so it's like you know, it's just like all these numbers and things that I kind of have to do tea leaves on. <laughs> and then so, so I can't, so you were talking last time though. It's that uh, Eagle Raven. Is it going to be is it three series or is that three comics or is it going to be more than that? It's have- it's going to be. Uh, well, I finished the I finished the script, and um, I'm I'm crossing my fingers that it's no more than fifteen issues. I'm oh, pretty oh, right. sure it's fifteen issues. I'm pretty sure. Um, because it's like when I did the initial, when I did my initial schedule, the idea was to put out four issues a year, which means it's going to take me about four years right. to put out the series. And it's like, Ooh, who has that time? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I can't, um, so yeah, so I, I'm hoping to keep it within 15 issues because there are more stories I want to do beyond this main story arc. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, it, yeah. Um, I, 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 like I said, I'm crossing my fingers to make sure that, that it does stay in that, in that 15 issue parameter. Right. Cause if you're looking at you, you January, then, you know, May, right. September. So you're looking at it's about every four months or so you're still aiming for right. that. Yeah. Because yeah. And the thing is, on like I said, I had to retool my schedule once I started, like, you know, everything, it seemed really, really good. My schedule, it seemed like a really good idea at the time when I planned it out in November, December. Yeah. And, but then once I got it going in January, I began to already see problems with that <sighs> schedule. 
And especially with this last Tall Tales one, it's like, ooh, I'm I'm gonna have a ton of bottlenecks here, and and right. I can't. It's like I can't. It, it, you know, in terms of Kickstarter and fulfilling, um, I didn't want those bottlenecks to interfere with fulfilling campaigns and being able to to get these books out. Right. So I had to retool it. So now I'm down to three issues a year. Right. So I'm still hoping to get that those 15 issues done within a reasonable amount of time, but actually releasing them is going to take probably an extra year just to make up for this new schedule that I had to retool. Right. It's, yeah. it's so, so talk to us a bit about like you had, as you said, you were, you know, your first one was a success yeah. and that was the first time you you did Eagle Raven. So yeah. Uh, talking to people who are looking at doing their own Kickstarter, what advice would you give them to, you know, ensure ensure that you actually have a successful Kickstarter? Um, well, I mean, one successful is relative, you know, because <laughs> it's like, you know, because it's like, yeah, I, I made, I, I think like Eagle Raven issue one made like just a little shy over $2,000. I mean, we're not talking about a $60,000 campaign here. So, you know, so I guess it's like, keep your expectations realistic for right. one, you know, it's like, um, but, um, you know, like the main things that, that I felt like, like really, really helped was one having the work done in advance like i had the books proofed before i mean even with issue two i had the books proofed before the campaign even went live right. so i had something to show so when people saw the uh, the kickstarter they didn't have to guess whether it's going to be one of these oh are you going to fulfill or is it going to it's like oh the, the proof is right here you know i literally the, the proof is right here this is the second issue. So um, yeah, so it's it's done. Um, so I have that and and I'm looking forward to get both issue three, issue four, and the trade paperback, the first volume, proved before the end of the year. Right. So yeah, so the more you can get stuff in advance, the better. Um, also, the other thing too is that you really have to build up your presence and your audience before that first Kickstarter goes live. So it's like, we're talking about, you know, building up, um, building up a, uh, uh, a mailing list and really, really working that mailing list, um, like going on shows like this, you know, and, and doing that like months before, like, like I said, it's like really, really priming that pump, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, really priming that pump for the campaign um, because you can't just like put a campaign out and just expect everybody to know what it is. You kind of have to get people used to your presence first. Right. So then when the campaign goes live and you start talking about that, they kind of know you already. Um, that's kind of the thing with the internet. You kind of have to build a cult of personality first, you know, so that they associate your project with you. Um, as opposed to the reverse, you know, when you think it, it's like, I, I told somebody, um, Build it and they will come. Only it only works for baseball fields and mouse traps. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else you got, you kind of you you can't just show up. You have to like, right. you know, present yourself. You know, right. out there. Yeah. And so, do you think a part of it too is like what we the work you did with the uh, Tall Tales? Is that was the that that's where you kind of get the name recognition because ego raven you've been put but you've been talking about ego raven for years well beforehand yeah oh yeah, yeah. It, it's like i've been posting like i said ego raven was kind of like my hobby comic right. while tall tales was my main comic right so so ego raven i was just like i would do a page here page there and i would post it on my website so i already have like five issues all ready to go. I mean, pretty much. I mean, I'm just retooling it a bit and coloring it. But but there's five. If you go to my website at eagleworks.com, I have five issues already there. Right. So and those issues have been coming out for years. I mean, like I said, it's a very slow process because, like I said, I, I wasn't really working on it consistently. I mean, it was just a side thing that I was doing. Right. So yeah. So if you go to my website, the first five issues are there. It's just that the difference is that it's in the original black and white format. Um, the lettering is different. I've tweaked some of the artwork and the lettering. So, and you know, like some of the dialogue and whatnot to make it more uh, cohesive, I guess, like to just to, to, for it to flow better. Right. 
So, um, so yeah, it's like you can see there's like there's all these pages, you know, there. So it's like, yeah, so that's you know, so that's what the original, you know, black and white page looks like. But if you go to the which which page? So if you go to the comic, actual comic, there's like slight differences in it. You know, you, you can tell like the lettering's a little different and plus it's in color. And like I said, and I tweaked the artwork a bit right. to kind of like, you know, kind of like work out some of the um, kinks that, you know, like, because this is like almost 20 year old work, 20 year old artwork. Right. So, I mean, it still works in a sense, but I still needed to go in and kind of like tweak a couple of things just to, um, so, no, no, no! Not that noise! No, <laughs> not that. There's a particular noise that's that's horrific, and it's like I might have to mute us really quickly if, if he does it. Um, so, um, so yeah. So I've always been kind of like talking. Hold on. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah. So I, I've been always kind of like talking about this comic, um, but now was when I finally just pushed it out into the world so this is this is essentially the final version of this comic people are going to see and I, it's, it's curious that you brought that up because you know you know other people that might have started a comic book as you say like years ago and then they're looking at at what point do you what's that cutoff point where you say all right i'm gonna redo the first five issues or i'm gonna do the oh, first that's tough, and then, yeah. but then and you get to the point well issue six doesn't look good as issue now do right well look. that's you see but that that was the reasoning my reasoning behind tweaking right. you know and mind you it's like all i'm doing is kind of like you know removing detail like removing like too much cross hatching and i'm um, probably like fixing faces a bit because so that they match more my my uh, current character sheet that i came up with so that when i finally get to issue six and start drawing these characters again it's not that big of a jump like they're right. still recognizable but you know because yeah i've seen way too many creators they keep retooling their first issue Right. And, you know, and it's like, look, you know, there, there comes a point where you have to kind of like respect the artist that you are at that moment mm. and move on. You're, you're right. going to you're going to improve regardless. Um, so you can't stop that. That's going to happen anyway. So, you know, while you know, so the time that you're kind of wasting doing issue one three times, you could have had three issues already. You could have been three issues in. Right. So that's what I, so that was like the compromise that I came up with, with doing Ego Raven. It's like, okay, I'm just going to tweak stuff. I'm not going to redo anything. Right. You know, although there were some, like, th there were certain panels where it's like, uh, you know, like the backgrounds were like, did I have a stroke when I drew this? What was I thinking? <laughs> um, and so I had to like really go in and, and re redo backgrounds sometimes. But other than that, I really wanted to keep it, as as little maintenance as possible so it's like okay so some character faces are a little different but okay so i go in and i change it a bit so it matches it, it matches more and and then it's like okay so when i finally get to, to drawing issue six then it's like okay i can just concentrate on that right you know, so yeah. that brings a good point did you you know, from the logistics of that, they were already like in like, say like a PSD file or whatever that format was that you could just yeah. tweak digitally. Yeah, yeah. yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I had I had everything. Yeah, it's like everything was in Photoshop. Even the lettering was separate. I mean, everything was, you know, it was, yeah, there wasn't much for me to do with these first five issues. Right. Uh, it, it's like, you know, yeah, it's like, like, like I said, it's like, I've been sending everything to a flatter, like she's working on issue four right now. So I'm beginning to get those pages back. And then now it's like, I'm just re-lettering and, and, you know, and then, and then when I'm done with that, then I have to go in and put in the shading and adjust the colors. And, um, it's, I, I only expect a slowdown when I have to actually start drawing the new pages. Because right. right now I have them in layout format, so at least I don't have to think about, oh, how am I going to lay this out? I can just draw on top of the layouts already, but I still have to draw on top. I still have to draw them. So right. um, that's the only time I'm expecting a slowdown, um, but I'm hoping not to be too gothic about it. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, so it's like, you know, probably what I'll do is I'll, I'll not, like, 
give any hard schedules until I get those issues done and then do a hard schedule for the Kickstarters. So we mentioned that before we got on the air, because, uh, you know, unlike, you know, your Tall Tales project and the project you were with uh, JD, you have, this is your own thing. Yes. You're the writer and the yes. artist. To it. Yeah. So how much, how hard is it to then have to maybe like farm out some of the issues that like you mentioned a flatter or, or like, yeah. you know, art and, and also too. And so what pieces did you say I can give this away and what pieces you say I am not going I don't feel comfortable anybody doing this except me. well I mean right now I mean it's like the the big the big one for me was the flatting okay um yeah because I'm, I'm such a control freak it's not like I can like send out you know artwork for other people to do I, I'm two things I'm a control I'm a control freak I'm a control freak and I'm cheap so <laughs> so so yeah so it's like so you know, my ability to farm out stuff is also completely limited by budget. Uh -huh. So that's, you know, so that takes a lot of stuff off the table. Um, when I was coloring this uh, second issue, um, it kind of took me the same amount of time to color as I did the first issue. But for some reason, there was a certain tedium to it mm. that kind of really got to me. And it, and it got to a point where it's like, I go, if I'm looking to really get these books done, I at least have to, I, I have to give up the flatting at least because out of, out of the entire process of coloring, it was the flatting that was like the worst part. I don't know why you would think that tracing out shapes and fill, you know, putting a, a fill in it would take so long, but it did. And I was like, no, I, I, I really need to make this decision if I if I want to. I mean, flatting is doesn't really alter the artwork, so it was kind of easy for me to say, okay, somebody else could do this. Um, but yeah, but even then, it took me a little bit to just finally, you know, release the purse strings a bit and go, okay, I need to pay somebody to do this. So at least for the next two issues, um, I don't have to worry about that. Right. You know, I can just go in and start shading, you know, and, and I can worry about other aspects of putting the pages together and not have to worry about the flatting. And so just from the technical aspect of that, what, uh, how did you, you know, somebody's an artist and might say, hey, where did you find, is it just through, where'd you find someone to do your flats for you? Was it? Um, it was, they were recommended to me. Um, okay. Actually, you know, JD used them for another project. Okay. And it, they just, and I, and even though I spoke to other flatters um, in the end, she seemed to be the one who fit my parameters, especially price wise. Yeah. So um, yeah. So I just, you know, um, yeah. So I, I use um, this woman out in the Philippines Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah. And she, she brings, I mean, it, it's gotten to a point where it's like, I, I did the cover for the, the first trade volume and I'm like, well, you know what, let me just send her this cover. So I don't have to worry about it. Right. So that cover is flatted too. Like I just started sending her like on top of pages. I just started sending her other things just to flat, just to, to get those, that process started. Because right. it was just that convenient for me. Like it was worth and and the thing is too is that what I liked is that she separates out shapes that I would have never have separated out. Oh, cool. So if we're talking about like like little like literally little details, like I would have never like I had like books, like if you have, you know, like I, I drew out like a bookcase and I had like little designs on the books. If I was coloring that thing in, I would have just put everything one flat color and called it a day. But she actually went in and colored in all the designs in separate colors. Okay. Like going, oh, okay. So I can kind of, I can kind of play around with that without putting in the time. Right. You know, of doing that. So it was worth every penny to get her to flat this stuff because she's putting actually putting in separating out more detail than I would have on my right. own. Yeah. And so and so when 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 you did that, so did you have to like say, here's the you know, CMYK value of like, did you have to give like oh, code for I, this or that? Or? I kind of started doing that. Like I would send her character sheets 
yeah. to, to copy the colors. But then it's like, I just got like, in the end, I realized it didn't quite matter to me because there was so much other color. I mean, it's it's just so easy to change the colors. Um, I, I just stopped caring after a point. <laughs> so so it's like here, just 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 send me just just flatten it with with whatever colors, and then I'll worry about sorting it out later. Okay. Yeah. So and and when you and when you did that, so usually what you do is like. So what what your files are at is they did you say they're three hundred DPI or four hundred DPI? They're they're three hundred okay they're, they're three hundred DPI uh, PSD files. Okay. And I just recently upgraded my computer system so I can finally work in CMYK if I needed to. Okay. So but I usually don't um, because you know it's funny is like, I think like for me CMYK is is a little too specific for me and I don't notice a difference with. Mm for my work so i don't really sweat it um i guess if you really needed if you really needed specific colors to look a certain way then i guess you you should be working in cmyk but i'm kind of a little on the uh the lazy side of that so, so for, from a, from a kickstarter perspective and i know mm -hmm. we talked i think we talked about this also uh, back in january so you made a you, you made a conscious effort to say i'm not doing a black and white i'm going to make it color yeah 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 i, I mean and it, it yeah I, I think from the very beginning it's like you know what if i'm going to put this book out it's going to be in full color because mm. i i don't know i guess i had it in black and white for so long and again it's like lockdown kind of put me in a different mindset so it's like okay this is going to be in color um which was which was really, it's really weird because it's like, you would think that with so many people who grew up on manga that they would be more tolerant of black and white work. Um, and, and they're kind of not really, uh, they still, there's still like a really big attraction to color comics. Like, like people, I don't know, take color comics a little bit more seriously. Uh, but at the same time, though, it's like once I had that first issue colored, I was like, oh, yeah, there's something about there's something about this stuff in color that makes it really look good. <laughs> it hides a lot of color, hides a lot of sins. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, yeah. So in the end, it's like, you know, I, I don't really uh, mind it. It's like there's just something about seeing the work in color that it's like, you know, yeah, this is the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. So so. So when it came out, just from a business perspective, because you know sometimes you'll see these kickstarters. Uh, how how much feedback have you had where people said, "I'm so happy this is in color," or or I wouldn't have backed this if it wasn't in color. Have you heard oh, any? I I don't. I mean, I've never had anybody say that specifically. But right. considering our Tall Tales comics are in black and white, right? Um, and also a lot of uh, JD Calderon's work on the Oswald Chronicles is in black and white. And right. all I had to do was just see the differences in reactions to our campaign to those campaigns compared to right. this one. And yeah, and it's like in one of the main one of the main things that we noticed, or at least that we can figure out that it's like well it's in color right. so that's why people are having like a different reaction to it um you know and, and also it's like you have like kind of like the the, the kickstarter workarounds where it's like well also the difference between how my first campaign performed uh, as opposed to my second campaign and i have a lot more expensive levels on my second campaign so even though I don't have as many backers. I've made more money because mm. of the expensive uh, levels. So right. that's also another thing that you got to consider too when you're doing a campaign is that for some reason, I mean, I don't know. It's like on Kickstarter, people really love those variant covers and stuff. So I, for the second issue, I have like a ton of variant covers. <laughs> you know, if you love collecting that stuff, I have a variant. I have variants with variants. So, you know, that kind of thing is ridiculous. But the thing is, though, is that those more expensive levels kind of push the campaign a lot further along than when I just had, I guess, like the regular book with maybe like some minor variants on the first campaign. Right. Um, so, yeah. So that's kind of like an algorithm hack, I guess. It's like, you know, out for expensive levels if you really want to boost your campaign. Do you have so so from a business perspective? What what so 
because you worked on you know kickstarters that are black and white do you see that you have to make sure that you you know you, you have to charge more you have or you have to have your a minimum amount of bulk comics to purchase as a color comic as compared to like a black uh, and white? i mean that's also one of the things that's changed over the years that's made this a lot easier is print on demand it's like it's a combination of like so what allowed me to, to continue to do comics all these years because technically um, um <laughs> my books are banned from diamond from the diamond catalog which means i can't get into comic book stores so um is is the ability so so what me, allowed me to survive that was the ability that print on demand offered right and and kickstart and and, and kickstarting uh well crowdfunding in general because then it's like i was able to work around that entire uh, direct market system and sell not only sell directly to customers but also not have to print you know, 3,000 copies, like, because that's what we had to do back when we started in 1992. You had to print 3,000 copies just to get an issue. Right. You know, th th that was the minimum. Um, now it's like I can literally order two, two copies, right. you know, which is how I get my proofs done. Of course, shipping is $15, but, you know, that's, you know, you got to balance that out. Um, so, yeah. And the funny thing is, is that when color, when, when color print on demand, became available it was kind of like it flew under the radar it just became a given that now we could do color comics um i remember telling jd it's like you know there was a point where doing a color comic was such a big deal that it, it you know we would have been celebrating that you know that's right. like oh it's a color comic and blah, blah blah now it's like i did my you know we did uh we i think we we, we printed some of the oswald comics in color and it was kind of like a no-brainer like we didn't even think about it it was no different than printing a black and white comic wow yeah yeah and, and in terms of cost or anything so yeah. it, it there is there is no difference nowadays like it, like literally if you can print in color print in color Right. Because the, the price difference is so minimal, you're not even going to notice it. So from the print wise, it's cheap, but it, it's just a matter of actually taking the time out to color. Yeah, that's that that's the stuff. thing. It's like now it's an extra step. You know, it's right. like because it, it's like that's also something that we're looking for. Tall tales is to start coloring those pages right. to start doing the re-releasing the series in color. Right. So yeah, because that's just how easy it's gotten you know we just have to pay somebody to flat it you know it's like that that's it and would you would so you look at also from the shading perspective that's something that you're always going to want to do or would that be yeah, probably um uh, probably probably i mean it, like i said I'm, I'm still a little bit of control freak so um as long i mean the the shading is is not that big of a deal for me right now i mean Sure, I, I guess there might come a point where it's like, oh, this is just way too many books for me to work on at the same time. Um, yeah, it just depends on what's going on. You know, right. it, it's like, I, I don't know. I mean, to tell you the truth, I'd probably be more willing to pass the coloring to Tall Tales onto somebody else if we could find somebody to do it than for Eagle Raven. Like that, that book is like a little too personal for me. So I'd rather kind of keep that close to the close to the vest and you know and keep, continue doing it myself right. but um yeah if if we set out to get somebody else to color anything else it w i would i'd see tall tales being the one that's like here okay you can color this <laughs> you know <laughs> um, so let's look at so let's let's pull up and just let's let's look at your your kickstarter here uh, so uh and so first thing you know once again you know congratulations on thank you Hitting your goal twice over. Yeah. Also, also, uh, the 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 backers jumped. So, because last I checked, it was at sixty nine. So now we're at seventy three. So that's good. Oh, I haven't checked go. it See? today. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because that's also a thing that I try not to do too is to be obsessive with checking the Kickstarter. Um, <laughs> because yeah, a lot of people they're just like every ten minutes they're checking and it's like no 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 you're just gonna break your brain just just check it once a day and you know. You know, do do your uh, posting for the day and whatnot, and then leave it for the next morning. You know, yeah. don't don't obsess <laughs> on it. Uh, and that's something you kind of had to learn yourself, right? Was because from your first one, where you well, I mean, no, I I kind of like I said, it's like I, I've done eighteen, nineteen of these uh, already, so I kind of knew what to expect. So yeah, so right. I kind of kept. I kept the the refreshing to a minimum. 
<laughs> like I only look at the campaign when I have to start like posting updates to like Facebook and Twitter and all that. And, you know, I have to, you know, copy the links and, you know, that's the only time I, I look at it. Right. Okay. Um, so you, so we have like your, your, you know, basically as, as it goes, you have your, uh, your PDF pledge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's just for, and th this is some of that, that's for the people that already have maybe the first. Right. Yeah. PDF. Yeah. These are the people. Cause it's like, yeah, I, I know that a lot of people, it's like PDFs are easier because they can read it on their phone and whatnot. I mean, it's not something I prefer personally, but, but people like them. So every, every level comes with a PDF version of the books, except, okay. you know, but just the main books, not like you don't get a PDF version of the variant covers or anything. So. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then you have your $10 level, which is your, it's the, just the, the hard, hard copy yeah. and the PDF. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, there's also a catch up. There's also catch up levels for people who missed the first campaign that they can get issues one and issue two and the prequel uh, in in one shot. So it's not like they feel like they're missing out on anything. Right. And that's where you see. So it's so that's exciting too when you see these catch up ones. You see, you see people that are doing that. That means that's you're pretty much. I don't want to you know say guaranteed, but that that just adds more to your people are going to come out for issue number three. Right. Exactly. Because th that's, that's the whole point is to make sure that nobody feels like they're missing anything. Right. You know, it's like that. It's like, like I said, this is going to be 15 issues. So, you know, I, I don't want people to come in on issue two and go, Oh, well I missed the first one. So let me not bother. It's like, no, no, right. no, no, no. We have a level for you. <laughs> <laughs> and what's this one here? The, uh, this is different. This is, uh, yeah. Right. So these are these are all of it. Well, issue one had these particular variants. It was a, a virgin cover, which has no logo or anything on it. It's just the artwork on the cover. Okay. And then there's a silver foil uh, edition where it's just the line art on the cover on okay. silver foil. And then there's the hollow foil where it's the cover on hollow foil. You know, it's very reflective. It's, you know, it's it's for the, you know, the, the you know, it's for people who enjoy shinies, you know. <laughs> And I remember you talking about it back yeah. in January. You did that with issue one, and you yes. were and you were trying it out. And some that did remind me. Somebody told you to try it, or someone asked you for that, and you. Right. I mean, it's, I don't. I don't quite remember, but it's like, yeah, it's like we 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 saw somebody else do it, right? And we found out who the printer was. We got these. We, we got these done, and it's like, oh, there's no turning back. I, I need shinies <laughs> for everything. <laughs> And so, and then you, so that's what you have here. You have your, your, your different, you have your silver, right. your version edition, silver cover edition. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, it's like, I don't know, I don't know if it's a Kickstarter thing or just in general, but people love the, the I guess, like the collectability of variants, I guess. Right. You know, so, so yeah. So that's, that's another way to really bulk up your campaign is to have uh, variants if you can. And you have here, so this this is the one that your your hardcover here for thirty five bucks you get hard copy and PDF versions of right. one and two and the hard copy and PDF and, version. Yeah, it's like there's there's a one and two and the prequel. Okay. So I, I I don't remember if I have a separate one for just one and two or if it's just one two and the prequel because technically I want you to read all of them. So, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then you have your okay. You get your sketch cover. Right. Yeah. Then then the sketch covers. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have, and this is where you're talking about here where you kind of get your, it kind of, yeah. Work. And then it's like, yeah. And then what happened at, on, so for this particular campaign, Kickstarter allowed me to do add ons. So oh, what okay. I did was I added more variants. And um, one of the variants, the, the, the add on variants that I have is um, a special cover that uh, I had commissioned for, from uh, Mary Bellamy, who does My Little Pony for um, IDW. Right. So, uh, so she has, so she has a cover, and uh, and also there's variants on that variant. There, there's a virgin cover, a silver, and a hollow foil. Okay. And if you get the complete set of that, you also get an exclusive sticker with that set. Wow. You know, yeah. So okay. here's here are like examples of the the silver what the silver foil would look like and and right. the, the the hollow uh, foil would look like. Okay. And there's the rainbow. Yeah. Right. And then then you have like the complete sets and then and then you have wow. the complete sets of issue one and two. But that's but that's what it is. So that those that's the expensive the the expensive tiers that 
that help boost your campaign uh, that you kind of have to really think about, you know, when, when you're coming out doing a campaign. You got somebody that backed that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, because they're people who just want to collect everything. Right. You know, and God bless them. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean, it's like I have I have my highest tier, I think it's like 300 and something um, where it's like it's every single variant. It's every book, every it's like it's it's every book, every sketch cover, every variant. The, the whole nine yards. And also, because also there's a second variant add-on that I have, which is, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's almost kind of silly to say, it, it's it's a nude cover, um, <laughs> you know, but um, yeah, so that that one, for some strange reason, is really popular. <laughs> so it's like, if, if you scroll down, uh, you, you get to see it too. Um, it, was a, it was a piece that I had just done on a lark. Um, okay. And, um, Oh, well, so there's, here's the My Little Pony cover. Okay. So, yeah, so that's that's the the Mary Bellamy My Little Pony uh, variant that comes with three different variants. Um, and then if you scroll down, then you see the nude cover. So this, so, you know, so this was a piece that I had posted on Facebook and I had gotten such a reaction from Facebook and Instagram that I go, oh, you know, let me put it on a cover and see what happens. And it's like, yeah, and it's pretty much my most popular variant. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And so, and so you, you, so you have on here for the, okay, and here's your ultimate collector. Right. Yeah. It just has, wow. every, yeah. So it's like, there's one that's just like the, like all like the main, and then there's the final one that has everything, including the nude covers. So wow. you're just yeah. So it's like yeah, it's um the Lord yeah, of the I, Valley. Yeah, the Lord of the Valley. Yeah, three hundred and fifty dollars, and it gets Somebody everything back in one shot. There you go. Yeah. 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 Good. Good. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And so and so you had on here because I saw because you said like your previous one had one hundred and thirty three backers. Right. So if you get one hundred and thirty four backers, so it's not based off of. Which is interesting. It's not ba- your your goal. Your stretch goal isn't based off of how much money. Well, I do have stretch. stretch goals for that too. Okay. It's just that I have the one backer goal to see if I could break that 133 record. Right. So okay. if we hit 134 backers, then it opens up a raffle where you get this original piece of artwork. It's 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 a sketch cover mock up because I didn't have sketch covers right. to, to to work on at the time. So I did this mock up. Um, actually, I, I can show you right here. So this is the, oh, so this is the piece right here. Wow. Okay. So this is the original piece that, so at 134 backers, we unlock the raffle for this piece and anybody can get it. Okay. So even if you back the digital, uh, a digital, uh, level, you're in the raffle for this piece. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh Huh? And then you have, and, and then up here you have your um, yeah. So then we have the, the stretch goals, which we so it's three stickers, three character stickers, and oh, we we unlocked all of them, so everybody gets these stickers, which I'm very happy about because I'm very happy with these stickers. I I, I really wanted to get these stickers done, <laughs> and then because we had reached all uh, of the stretch goals so quickly, um, so there's this piece that I did that I raffled off during the launch party that I did. Um, for when we launched issue two, uh, the issue two campaign. And so the original is already raffled off. But if we hit $3,500, everybody gets a print of this. So even if you back a digital uh, level, you get a PDF version of that print. Oh, cool. But physical backers get a physical version of that print. So we just have, so that's like technically the last stretch goal. Right. Yeah. So any, you know, and don't want to jinx you, but any idea of if, you, if it goes past that? Ha, yeah, I, I know. Um, it, it's, yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. That That's a yeah. tough one because it's like, I kind of have an idea as to what I could do for a larger stretch goal, but um, I'm not sure yet. Um, I'm going to wait and see just how far along, you know, we go in the 19 days we have left on this. So. 
So remind the audience too and the listeners is that you, you know, the, the world of Eager Raven, this is completely separate of Tall Tales, right? Yeah, because, yes, this is separate, very, the, the, yeah, this is a separate world from Tall Tales. Um, Tall Tales uh, was created by J.D. Calderon and yeah. I illustrated, and I illustrate the book. Eager yeah. Raven is completely my own creation. So it has nothing to do with uh, Tall Tales, although there might be in jokes here and there, but, you know, but that's the extent of it though. Um, so, yeah, so, so Eva Raven is, uh, well, she is a half unicorn, half human princess living in Edinburgh. Uh, it's a magical valley of elves and unicorns. And although she is a princess, um, she's not really accepted by the elves and the unicorns are not too crazy about her either you know, being a half breed and, and pretty much nobody knows what to do with her. Right. Um, so, but because the elves themselves have, have all but lost their own magic and they depend on the unicorns to survive um, the, the, well, in, in the world that they're in. So the Royal family hoped that an arranged marriage between Eagle Raven and the elf Prince Rillian um, would help strengthen the bond between you know like bring magic back into right. the line um but the thing is though it's like Rillian has his own plans for what's going on so he makes a pact with the dragon lords and overthrows his own ruling family for him to gain control but he finds out too late that dragons don't share <laughs> So that puts a complete wrench in his, you know, in his plan. But in the meantime, Eagle Raven and her uncle Amadeo, who is a full unicorn, they right. get put, they get chased out into the outer kingdoms, which are ruled by mortal, mortal people, by mortal men. Right. So they've never been outside of the valley before. So the story is pretty much so with the second issue, the story is them continuing like so she's she and amadeo are pushed into the outer kingdoms and now they have to kind of like figure out how to fit in as magical creatures in a mortal world and how you know and and, and figure out like how she's going to get back into get her kingdom back pretty much right so yeah, so that's uh, so that's where issue two leaves off and then she starts you know and then she starts meeting you know, like all these different characters that that kind of like are going to help her maneuver this right. this uh, dilemma that she has. And so, how much of a like how much of a deep dive do you do with like you know with that the world building aspect of it? Do you go into like like the you know biology of like you know religions and magic schools? Um, and all that kind of it, stuff? It's like yeah, it's like I'm not Tolkien, so I'm right. not doing like the Similarian right. here or whatever that that this Similarian. It's like I, I do just enough world building for my story to make sense. Right. Like I, I what so what I've been doing is like sometimes if I'm trying to work out an idea, I write little like short stories, like little vignettes, kind of like working, trying to figure out like, okay, does this make sense or that makes sense in the in the context of the world? Right. Um, like yesterday someone had asked me about the, I guess like the the animal characters. The, the horse and the fox, especially that the, the yeah. horseman and, and the fox guy <laughs> that shows up. And, and I really don't want to call them furries and they're not funny animals. And, you know, so they have you know, their own. So, so the way I was kind of like explaining them is that they're actually kind of rare creatures in the world. Okay. So it's not like tall tales where it's all animals. It's I hear the animal, animal people are kind of rare and the belief system is that that they were also created by, by magic, even though they're not magical. They're just like kind of sentient animal, human sentient animals. Right. And uh, so nobody knows where they really come from. And the rumor is that, you know, they were created by ancient magic. But the funny thing is that even Eagle Raven doesn't know what that means because they don't have these creatures in her valley either. And her valley is a magic center. Right. So, you know, so it's like, so it's like kind of like just enough world building to create superstition, <laughs> you know, to, to kind of explain certain things. Um, and then, yeah. And then there's like some, like just enough religion, I guess, to again, explain certain things because that kind of becomes like a literal thing that happens 
right. um, later on. Um, but uh, it's like, look, look at me almost giving away the ending here. But do you ever like deliberately kind of like write yourself in a corner and just try to find a way to get out of it? Like, for instance, when you talk about Morgan the Fox, yeah. do you know the origin? Or are you like, I'm going to put it out here and I'll figure it out later? How yeah, no, pretty much. It's like, I, I just, you see, because it's like, because when I first did it, it was kind of like that meme that that Simpsons mean with the potato. It's like, oh, I just think they're neat. You know? <laughs> it's like, so, so I just put them in there because I thought they were neat. But as, as the story went on, it's like I have these little vignettes where I kind of like, I'm playing around with a background story for them and, and everything. Like even with Johar, he has like, I'm, I'm kind of working out a more detailed background story that may or I may or may not work on later. Right. It's just kind of a little irrelevant. And like, it's like, I have just enough detail to be relevant in the main storyline, but the, his story itself is not relevant to the story. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So I have kind of like have just enough. I do just enough Wilburn because that's also another thing that I didn't want to get caught up in is doing so much world building. I never got to the actual work. Layers upon layers because yeah. yeah, it's like, uh, what's that phrase? It's, it's, you know, that I can't remember which um, culture had it, but I talk about, you know what's the world the world sits on top of a turtle right yeah yeah and they said what's on top of that another turtle so it's, it's, it's turtles all the way down so right it's like yeah that point with like world building it's like if i do this and i have to do that so yeah right yeah i mean because yeah because it, it's really easy to get wrapped up in that yeah. and yeah it's like no i have an actual book to work on <laughs> so, yeah. so that's good so we're looking at your so yeah look looking at you know looking at your your kickstarter again so you have 19 days as of this recording you got mm -hmm. 19 days left to go yeah. um you're, you're 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 well on your way i mean of you know getting that third you know, I, 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 yeah i'm hoping i'm hoping yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah i always i yeah i don't wanna yeah so this is yeah I'm excited for it. I'm excited to, to see how yeah, me going. too. Yeah, yeah. I, that that's you see that that's really the thing. Also, that kind of like exploded on me when I really started working on this and really putting it out there. Is just like like how much love I have for this project. I, I mean, it's like not not saying it like it's like not not dismissing the work that I've done on Tall Tales, but this right. is kind of different. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, it's like, it's just, you know, it's like when, when I, the, the more I work on this book, it's like the more my heart grows three sizes larger yeah. that day type of thing. I mean, it's like, I just love these characters so much. So I'm really happy that, that people are enjoying them and, right. you know, enjoying the books and looking forward to, to the next issues and, yeah. so yeah so yeah that's great so where so people can find we we left our uh the names on here so people could your your main spot is egoworks.com yeah e-g-o-w-o-r-k-s um that's my main portfolio site um you can actually read the first uh five issues of ego raven for free in, in its original format if uh, you really wanted to know where the stories go i mean the story itself doesn't really change it's just tweaked but yeah. the main story pretty much stays the same so if you really want to see where the story goes uh the first five issues are there yeah. Um, you know, and that's also, also where you can find all my social media sites, other gallery sites. You know, I mostly hang out on Facebook. Uh, we were just talking about Patreon and it's like, yeah, I have a Patreon, but it's kind of like a back burner thing. Um, I, I really, I really got to figure out like what exactly I want to do with that account. Right. But if you want to see like work in progress stuff and dopey little sketches, you know, because like I have a, a little sketch, because uh, also in terms of writing, also as um, along with writing little vignettes to kind of figure out the world, um, I also do like these dopey little comic book sketches. Yeah. <laughs> so they, 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 say they, they have no context, but I have like introduced characters that I'm hoping to work into the story later on. And if you want to see like work in progress stuff and those sketches and whatnot, you go to Facebook. I mostly post there. Okay. Um, so, so yeah, Danny so said he says her art, oh, art thank is you. awesome. Thank you very yeah. much. Thank you. 
Um, yeah. So, you know, so yeah. So, at, and uh, also if you want to learn more about tall tales, there's also a link at EagleWorks to talltalesonline.com. It's T-A-I-L-S where you can read the first 20 issues of, uh, of tall tales for free. Um, we just recently released uh, a volume for issue, uh, volume for issues one through five from the okay. very beginning. Uh, the next volume comes out in November. I think I have to check my schedule. So, but if you sign up for the newsletter, when you go to the website, sign up for the newsletter, you get free comics, uh, downloadable comics as PDFs. And, uh, and you'll get updated whenever we have a campaign coming. So you don't miss out on anything. So, awesome. so yeah, so everything's at eagleworks.com. Okay. And it's great. So, uh, when you come out with uh, issue three, come back on the show. It's, no, it's absolutely September. Time. Yeah. It's going yeah. to be late September, uh, for issue three. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thank you very much, Daphne. Well, it was a pleasure you. chatting with you again. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's a a YouTube thing that it's like like for the longest time I had in, an actual intro for my videos. Then it just it's like kind of like fell out of favor, and people were like removing out intros and outros from their videos. Right. And it's like now it's like you know my live stream has the countdown, but that's like the extent of it. Like right. it doesn't have an actual intro, but that's because you know I'm going by like what the YouTube's <laughs> algorithms kind of uh, recommending. So uh, who knows? I don't know that the algorithm changes every like five minutes. So <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you see some people like put it in it, like they'll say something at the beginning, then have their intro yeah. and then they do it. So it's, yeah, and it's yeah. all you always look at your algorithms like someone watched this for 10 seconds. Okay, no, yeah, that's second? the frustrating part. It's like, you know, when you, you you start to try to figure out like where people kind of tune out on your videos, and yeah. it's like, what well, this doesn't make any sense. What is it about like this 10 minute mark <laughs> that made everybody leave? It's like, I, I don't know, it's kind of weird. They got off the bus at that time. It was like, well, right, yeah, it could stop, be, you know? yeah, it could be, yeah. <laughs> You know they're watching they're watching it on the train or something you know? <laughs> yeah.